You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. said the word because I was worried like somebody was going to watch us on YouTube. They're going to find out where we lived and uh, they were going to rob me. So I just kept saying we're going on break. But Mike, we went to Disney World. Yes, we did. We yeah. got the shirt. <laughs> Woo! Uh, it was a blast. Um, I, uh, I left and said to my wife, I think uh, with our two kids, we love Disney World. But I said, we're broken. And uh, we're never going back. And last night we looked at each other and we were going through pictures and we're like, oh man, I can't wait to go back. <laughs> we're already ready, ready to go. A couple Mike, of addicts over there. Yeah. You had a lot of fun. I was going through the pictures. Uh, I would say our cleaning poopy diapers to your rides uh, ratio is about even. Yeah, if I could give a suggestion, if you go to Disney World, don't bring your kids. Yeah, it's way more fun. <laughs> um, I went on rides. I got liquored up. Jared, how you doing? Jared said, yo, I was just about to tweet you guys. You don't have to tweet us. You could just say hello. Performance art. Ciao a tutti. Yeah, right back to you, buddy. How you doing? <laughs> oh, this that's what this is what Jared is talking about. I I uh, I started I started the stream, right? I created it, and then uh, I got I got stuck doing a bunch of background stuff because, uh, you know, those those darn kids, Mike. Uh, they also didn't want to go to bed tonight, but uh, they eventually did, and now Little... it's time to talk some hockey. Hey, Tristan, Tristan. what's up, Tristan? Fresh off of uh, our, <coughs> our episode that was dedicated to you this past Monday, a reminder to everybody: head on over to our Mitchell Stevens episode. Get in your suggestions for our next. Um, I don't know, player highlight episode. I mean, we want to go outside of the norm. I feel like Mitchell Stevens is one that that was a fun story to tell, Mike. I don't know if you got a chance to go through that episode, um, but uh, it was it was fun to kind of see how Adam Ernie leaving the Lightning affected Mitchell Stevens, and he actually came through Saginaw at one point. So it was um, it's a fun story. M- Mitchell Stevens ending up in the Detroit Red Wings uh, organization is uh, it's it's a good story. It just uh, you know you kind of hope it has a good ending. So far, looks like he's out till March, April. So and, he, and his career's been riddled with injuries. So you kind of you get a you get a taste of that. You get uh, you know his lengthy injury history. Missing uh, this is now another huge injury for Mitchell Stevens, but um, going back to uh, the reason I brought that all up, go check out that episode, but uh, yeah, throw in the comments uh, who you want us to do next. I already kind of have picked out based on the responses we got, who I want to do. I'm not going to say it because then everybody's going to be like, what? I'm not going to, you know, or you'll just start suggesting it. Then you're going to ask me why you didn't win the $25 gift card. But anyways, uh, I've kind of got it picked out because it it is intriguing the name that somebody put in the comments i think it's the most intriguing story 
So yeah. right now that's where I'm at. So that's where that's where you guys want to throw your suggestions. Like, don't just be like, you know, a guy we drafted who's been on the team, you know, for a few seasons. And it's like, well, here's his journey. We drafted him and now he's here. <laughs> that's not fun. Give me something juicy. Give me a give me a journeyman. Give me uh, you know, give me a guy who's who's walked many steps uh in the old life there. But um yeah, there's there's some hints and nods. If you go to the comments, you can probably figure out who who I'm eyeing right now. And some of you may have put in suggestions and you're already going, damn it, he's making fun of my pick. Um, so you know who you are. All right. Well, let's talk hockey, Mike. Uh man, we missed a hell of a week. Yeah, we did. It's like uh, uh, the day we came back, it was the first Red Wing loss. So, um, apologies. Yeah, we, we, we brought back a new losing streak and Danny DeKaiser with us. Um, ah. Kind of feels like a given. When you get one, you get the other. Um, yeah. And, and we had big news, too, that Tristan uh, threw out there. I was kind of, I was talking to my wife before, and I told her the whole story. And I was like, should we even put this in the episode? Absolutely. Uh, get him. Tristan thrown out there the Nashville tweet last night of Nolan Bianchi, Bianchi I think uh, from the used to be on the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. <clears throat> he's, he's since left, and uh, the last tweet I remember seeing before he left the show is that he got his dream job. So congratulations, Nolan. Uh, Nolan came in hot last night, tweeting at the Nashville Predators. Doesn't it stink that your city's name rhymes with Trashville? Now, Mike. <laughs> Not exactly a massage. Not the most clever joke. Yeah. <laughs> not, um, not, yeah, not a nice soft massage uh, or a hard massage on the old shoulders there. That was uh, that was a stick <laughs> to the back of the neck. Um, clearly, I mean, he had a motive there. Um, I, I'm not here to call Nolan a hero by any means. I, I kind of, <laughs> I, I don't really like that side of Twitter where you try and find someone whose job is to run an account and egg them on and try and put them in a tough situation. Uh, but Nashville put themselves in an even worse situation. Um, where then the, where there's social media person replied to that and said, uh, is somebody from Detroit? <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus. I'm going to mess this up. Um, I should probably look it up. Right. But they deleted the tweet. I tried to find it. Um, oh, but it, it, it was like, it, yeah. it's, is this really coming from someone who lives in Detroit was their response. And there's a lot of layers to this, right? Um, I mean, if we were real, there's a situation in Detroit that was, uh, it's created whether you want to accept it or not because of systemic racism. And there's so many different ways to take this conversation and we're two white guys and all we can ask you to do is educate yourself as we have tried to do uh, with some of our heroes in the last year that we've always called out on uh, our other podcast as well. Uh, if you go find uh, Biggie Langston, he has uh, quite a few different uh, educational uh, pathways you could take to learn about systemic racism and how it's affected our country. And Detroit is one of the main cities that's been affected by that. And um, I, here's my here's my thought on this. I do not think the Nashville Predators social media. Manager, I don't, yeah, I don't think they don't have room uh, think, to talk. Can can we just say you know Nashville? That's you know we've got you know supremacist marches going through downtown. Um, right. At Detroit, 
I mean, if you're still trash in Detroit, you haven't been there recently. Uh, we got we got restaurants with, you know, fifteen dollar cocktails and you know thirty five dollar desserts. Uh, we've got multiple casinos. We've got entertainment up the yang yang. We got concert venues. We got gentrification left left and right. My God, what a time to be alive in Detroit. Um, you can safely walk the streets, safely walk the the rivers. We've we've got everything lit up. We've got it powered now. We've got electricity. Um, that wasn't always the case. Um, I know the Illiches are still uh, coming through on a few of their promises to, uh, you know, finish uh, building the upscale version uh, with uh, <laughs> some more livable areas. But if you haven't been downtown Detroit in a while, um, I, I mean, go. There's there's plenty to do, plenty to see, and uh, plenty of people to come say hello. Um, I mean, they have like jazz festivals, electric dance music festivals. Um, and I mean, these are, it's teeming with people, um, you know, all getting along and not doing anything wild. So I, I, I don't know. I think when, when uh, we in Detroit kind of hear comments like that, like we're, we're a little sensitive because, you know, we do, we do have a, uh, a history um, that can't be ignored, but I mean, it's not, I think we get so We get so touchy about it because it's not the case anymore, and it feels like we're we're making moves, we're making million dollar moves, yeah, to fix it. And it definitely feels like a lot of progress has been made. And it, it's one of those things too. Like you could look at the fandom of uh, you know being a Detroit Red Wings fan, and we watch. Uh, this is this is really, if if I was honest, this is probably a terrible way to start this conversation. Is to go like. Detroit and its its resurgence is comparable to being a fan of a sports team, but it really is, it's actually true because think about how we all react when ESPN does a broadcast like they did for us last night, and uh, all they want to do the entire night is uh, talk about how great Nashville is, and they forget that there's even anybody on Detroit Red Wings besides Lucas Raymond. So. What I'm saying you know what? is, is we you... put a lot of time and energy into loving the Red Wings. And, I mean, we just did multiple episodes, Mike, about just prospects, about you know, where this team's going to be in the future, uh, because we, we've fallen in love with them. And when somebody just does not share that love, it's it's hard to it's hard to just let it go. But, Mike, you, go ahead. Oh, I mean, you can have Jack White now. We had him when he was good, so suck it. <laughs> We have like um, young white stripes, Jack White. We have rack on tours, Jack White. You you can have him now. I don't know what he's doing. Folk music or something. Performance art throughout there. Anthony Bourdain called Detroit the most beautiful city in the United States. Uh, AJM Patriot, corrupt government officials. Very true. Uh, Perfect uh, thumbnail image on. to drop that on us. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um. Tristan throws out there. That's only one part of the city now that we were talking about before. Uh, a lot of developers are buying the houses. They're cheap uh, to demolish and develop new areas. Um, can I can I also yeah. say if uh, and Tristan's right? Um, uh, if you are still trashing Detroit, I, I don't think you've ever been to a major city. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty rough. As soon as you're away from the museum di museum district. Um, and I, I don't know. It's yeah, that's more conversation. I mean, we just come back to the conversation around systemic racism and how folks need to educate themselves and how those, yeah, outlying anyway, communities have been treated. Can we just say uh, the bottom line is we endorse visiting the city, uh, yeah. walking the streets, and having a good time. 
I, I got to say, Mike, I, I work downtown now, and um, <clears throat> despite having a, a health scare this past week that kept me at home all week, uh, but the one day I did get to <laughs> go into the office so far, I thought was one of the coolest days of my life. Um, it's not up there with, like, the kids. <laughs> Those were amazing days. Getting married yeah. is, is certainly top three with uh, having two kids. But probably in the top 100 moments of my life so far was parking my car downtown and, and walking the streets to get to my office. And uh, I, I just, I mean, it was, it was awesome. It was wonderful. I, I, I really do love that, that city. And, it, you know, it sucks how far away I live right now. But whenever I get a chance. Yeah, oh, I mean, we have eight miles. And I mean, if you like exotic dancers and White Castles, Eight Mile is for you. I love White Castles, and I love exotic <laughs> dancing, and I love eating White Castles while I'm watching exotic dancing. So we got everything down here. Yeah, I, I do miss when you when you lived really close uh, to downtown. That was pretty sweet. Yeah, um, I had so <laughs> many sliders, I didn't know what to do with myself. Um, <laughs> All right. Um, so Tristan, thanks for bringing that up because I, I was I was thinking about not doing it but you threw it in the comments so now we have our opinions out there i'm sure nobody's listening to this podcast and going you know what fuck these two and their opinions on the city of detroit i mean we're all we're preaching to the choir right now but um yeah we got we got that one out of the way um i did want to throw out there that jared shaw was throwing uh oh (laughs) saltiness here at stevens He's, he's the new helm when it comes to injuries um damn jared Damn. Yeah, that comparison's a little on the nose. That, that kind of hurts. Ouch. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, what, what do you want to do here, Mike? I, I, I set up a, a silly little um, PowerPoint slide here. Uh, let's see if I can get this all set up. Because uh, our first topic of the show, uh, it's all going to kind of wrap together. But we might as well start out with uh, updating everybody on, on good old rookie performances. That's right. Oh, no, the overlay's in the way. Well... Leading the NHL rookies and goals is, is Lucas Raymond, of course. Um, but it, it is fun to pull this up because even though Trevor Zagris is is doing his best, and goddamn, I hope everybody got to see that pass from him last night. Did, Mike, did you get to see it? I did not. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. All right. I'm going to take a minute to throw this up. If can you read those stats? Do you want to read those off for us uh, for Mo I mean, and Delkovich or? Yeah, we could definitely kind of go through them, but I mean, the only mystery is who's not in first place, uh, because most of these are Lucas Raymond oriented. Um, and it, you know, definitely kind of fun is seeing that among the the point leaders still uh, here on December eighth, Matt. As we move, we're gonna have to award another rookie of the month, and Mo Sider is is right on the heels of Raymond. Um, you know it. 18 points so far and you know lucas coming in at 22 um obviously mo not with the goals quite yet but i mean the way that guy is is still making moves um in overtime man did he have some incredible highlights um not just um you know the game-winning goal um is it his second already in overtime um but man just making some really brilliant uh defensive plays uh to save goals uh from occurring from to prevent shots from even occurring um using all that length using all that reach um my god just imagine when that guy finally gets you know experience uh because right now he's doing all this uh his first year in the nhl god bless uh both cider and bless Iserman for finding that guy 
Um, and then Matt looks like he's got um, all the, the assists from Ziggers. Highlight. This is probably yeah. highlight of the year already uh, in December. Uh, Mike, I'm so happy that you get to see this right now. Like this is your first time seeing it. So we get your, we should probably blow up. Oh, we can't blow should up I, your reaction. Should I move my microphone? <laughs> yeah. Is it going to get give loud? Us, give us your live reaction to this. Give us exactly how you feel. We'll have this muted because uh, it's in it's in Buffalo anyway, so it's not like the fans got out of their seats for it. But uh, I mean, a few of them right. did. But all right, you ready? Look at all where right, this is my first started. time. This is my first time seeing this. Okay, I'm ready. All right, here's a guy playing hockey. <laughs> He's behind the net. What? What? What is happening? Oh my god! <laughs> wow! You can do that? Yeah, right. That's a legal play. Are- uh, my favorite tweet last night was uh, the I think you should uh, the I rank you should leave a Twitter account. That was uh, <laughs> Tim Robinson going, I don't think you can do that. <laughs> um, I felt exactly the same. Here, let uh, me back this up, though. Can we Just, see that again? That was a at, real reaction. Yeah. Look at Trevor right there. Look at he's the guy on the left. Uh the overlay's kind of in the way, but his his own jaw, he made the play. His own jaw has dropped and he's like, <laughs> "Milano, did you really knock that in?" Like he can't believe it. I Can we see that one more time? Of course. If there's a guy right now, Mike, that somebody could make the argument is going to win the Calder over our boy Lucas Raymond. Jesus Christ. Right. Listen, I don't care if that guy gets another point the rest of the season. That was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. Whoop! Wow! Like that—that's an amazing idea, and and the amount of creativity <laughs> it took to to do that. A lot of credit still has to go to Milano for knocking that in. Like he totally could have fumbled that. Like look at look at Zegers's face. <gasps> you d- you knocked it in. <laughs> <laughs> Um, wow. Oh, my God. And I'm sorry I'm doing this to uh, all of our Red Wings fans. But, I mean, that was one of the greatest plays I've ever seen. So if I, you're here, you'll, you're a hockey fan. And yeah. that, that was incredible. Man. I st- yeah. Uh, uh, I I will never – this this replay is so great. All, like, it, it gets put on another level because of Zagris' face. <laughs> Not believing his, his own ability. Is it time to go? Yeah, go for it. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. So, even as a Lion fan, even we managed to score a point. <laughs> if Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score. With promo code THPN, this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NFL. 
Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One for customer restrictions. Apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, wow. But yeah, we were, we were talking about all the all the rookie scoring there. You could see that uh, he's he's doing his fair uh, job of trying to catch up. Um, he's now the leader in assists, and he's he's making his way up the list uh, to catch up to our boy Lucas, who's who's still got uh, the twenty two points. And I I have it trunk down on my screen. Let's see if I can blow this up here so I can actually read it. Oh, they're both at twenty two. Jesus! Can I? Ask oh, you good God! Quick? It's over. Yeah, let me ask you something real quick. Because every year the NBA does that ridiculous slam dunk competition. Yeah. And they've run out of dunks. They've run out. You know, they've had they've run out of so many. Now they just have guys jump over stuff. I love where this is going. So I guess what I want to see, Matt, I know that they kind of have isn't there still kind of a shootout competition at All Star Weekend? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I was reading the comments. Isn't there still kind of a shootout competition on All-Star Weekend? Um, I think so. Because um, they did. They used to have the freestyle competition, and then they also do a shootout where it's like you're trying to score, and then they do the freestyle was uh, how goofy can you get? That was when Ovechkin was wearing, like, hats, and they would do the um, – do you remember the javelin throw? I can't remember who did it, but they had the puck on on the end of the stick and did a javelin throw at the net and scored. I like, I, I don't know well, if there, I need I don't know if I want that to necessarily come back because I guess what I'm <laughs> thinking of is you know it's one thing to watch like a luchador match you know in wrestling where you know there's you take certain liberties and we all just kind of you know um, um, suspend disbelief you know, that this is actual offense from the two luchadors. You know, they're doing, like, cartwheels and catching each other with their thighs and, you know, spinning them around with hurricane ranas. So it goes up a level when you're watching, like, you know, a Young Bucks match, which I can reference because hockey and AEW share the same channel. Um, Do you think that we could get away with a two-man, maybe a two-on-one break competition? I, I think I so. only say that because that play just made my imagination explode. And I, I want mean, to see would, what, what two buddies could do instead of just one. It would be the same as in the dunk competitions when they bring somebody out, right? So they, they have I think they've done some of that with with the freestyle where they've had somebody like throw a pass out. Um but yeah, there's I mean there's there's definitely room to improve. I I think the NHL All Star Game, and I'm gonna get some hate for this, but uh, maybe not the All Star Game, but that that skills competition, man. I can't I can't watch it. I, I just it's it's a, it's a slog. It, it it's uh, two hours of commercials and a little bit of competition, and it's for the boys. Like uh, you know, like they have a good time down there. I I do not have. A great time watching. So, anything you can come up with to try and improve it, I'm, I'm, I'm game. But yeah, I, I do like a, a two-on-one competition. Or I wonder, um, I don't know. Maybe there's room to do to make it competitive. You get two guys you can put on the ice. You can choose a goaltender if you want. You can pick a couple forwards. You can have a forward and a defenseman. Maybe that'd be kind of neat. 
try and do something like that and see, you know, like cut, cut the ice in half, maybe just go from uh, side to side instead of uh, going lengthwise. Yeah. I don't know if we have to, you know, make like a, this year is a special squid games version, you know, and you got to get two buddies to get a goal uh, before the giant robot lady turns around. Oh, you want to kill hockey players? Yeah. You'll get people to tune in. <laughs> I mean, you know, we need more checking. How come there aren't any enforcers anymore? No. Maybe, uh, yeah, yeah, maybe you just have to stand there and take a hit. You, got... <laughs> oh, you just got to take a bump competition? Yeah. <laughs> who can take roll a... out. Yeah. Roll who can out, put goalie pads on and, and get hit by a this year's sponsor, Dodge Ram? You know? <laughs> I don't know. I know we're kind of riffing, but it's tough because we, we just came back from win streak and now we lost. And I don't want to, you know, gloss, you know, I want to gloss over that and kind of move on, even though. I'm a little worried based on the competition coming up, Matt. It looks like this could be another losing streak as we continue our adventure into being a 500 club. Oh, yeah, if you want. See, this is where this this new system comes into play here. That uh, Thank you, StreamYard. will now let us share Google Slides. Um, we can take a look at uh, who we've got coming up. We got uh, St. Louis coming up. Uh, what's today? Uh, we're recording right now live Wednesday night. So when you're listening to the podcast, it is... Thursday morning, so tonight, Red Wings and Blues. I mean, you could go up and down this list and struggle to find any spot where the Red Wings are doing better than the Blues uh, for every facet of the game here. This is coming from Jay Fresh Hockey. Um, we've got one. Our five-on-five five expected goals against. We we are better than St. Louis. But uh, for every other statistic, uh, you know, measure, measuring these two teams, uh, St. Louis is is the better of the two. Um, we're talking five on five goals, uh, expected goals, Corsi for power play, penalty kill, goaltending, uh, especially finishing. Mike, we are we are the master of expected goals uh, teams. We're right in the middle. Actually, we're we're right we're neck and neck with St. Louis. We're we're 16th ranked according to Jay Fresh's numbers. St. Louis is 15th ranked for uh, five on five expected goals for, but it's that finishing uh, that that has a sliding down the list when it comes to actual goals. So um, we know who the culprits are for that. We've had uh, full episodes uh, in regards to uh, Sadina still not getting a shot on the first line since we've been gone, not getting a shot on the first line last night, and his expected goals numbers are still great, but uh, the actual goals numbers uh, aren't there. But yeah. Um, I know Take we mentioned this. Yeah. We're going to St. Louis. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, yeah. Go for the Red Wings for the Red Wings being above five hundred. Are, are these kind of shocking numbers, or is it just that we've played enough games now? We're just going to see some regression as we play some more road games. Well, I did have some stats to take a look at that five-game winning streak because basically we just had the best goaltender um, over those five games, uh, and, and and one of the best goaltending uh, performances over a five-game. Um, chunk uh, just just from our team perspective um, how well we did so we, we actually led the league and save percentage and all that fun stuff all the goaltending statistics we ended up being number one and a team like ours especially one without Tyler Bertuzzi uh, is really going to struggle to go four lines and produce uh, some offense so 
when when your team is on a five game winning streak, it's probably because your goaltending is is playing out of its mind, and uh, it certainly did. So if the goaltending does not play out of its mind, does not mean that they're playing bad. Yeah, the goaltending is not almost perfect. Uh, it's going to be a struggle. Uh, Matt, I have a fun uh, a fun number for you. You ready? So if the if the playoffs started today, we are the eighth seed in the East. Okay. Um, so I'm going to give you the, the goal differential for the first seven seeds, and then I'm going to tell you Detroit's, okay? Mm-hmm. Florida, plus 25. Washington, plus 27. Toronto, plus 19. Rangers, plus 15. Tampa, plus 17. Carolina, plus 25. Jesus Christ. Pittsburgh, plus 7. Matt, where is seed number 8? That would be the Red Wings. What are we at? Minus 7. Oh, almost, Matt. Minus ten. Oh, and then after that's us right. is I didn't Columbus. Have last night's game. <laughs> Columbus being even, and uh, Boston after that is plus five. Yeah, I mean, Whew. if you look at the the points percentage, like we did a, a week ago, I mean, Boston jumps leapfrogs over us in standings, and a couple other teams too. So it's it it does still look like one of those things. It does suck we missed a five game winning streak, but. After losing last night and taking a look at what's coming up and still looking at the deep cut analytics, Mike, as you like to say, doesn't look great. It's going to get a little hairy. It's going to get a little hairy. All right. Uh, we got th- to jump into the comments here for a second. Uh, Crimson Shadow 94, his buddy's a Blues fan. So um, do one of us want to pick a win for Crimson Shadow, Mike? Uh, by the way, love this picture. He's got Sonic the Hedgehog going uh, along with the devil. That's some outstanding playing. Photoshop. I love it. <laughs> um, Crimson, I would love uh, to see a win, but I feel like the Blues are going to be out for blood um, after the Red Wings beat them last time. So I, I would uh, anticipate a 5-2 to two spanking uh, for the St. Louis Blues, man. Yeah, and I, I, I still say, like, it's it's just tough to keep up when you've got – basically nine forwards that if you want to say the combination of them, because I, I know we like Zadina, but when he's playing with who he's playing with, the pucks don't go in the back of the net. So you're, ba- you're, you're talking about three, uh, 75% of the time you're rolling out a forward line that shouldn't really be expected to score <laughs> at an NHL pace, like an average NHL pace. Right. So how do, right. how do you, how do you find a win? Uh, so we're basically saying, yes, we can win if we can stop the St. Louis Blues from scoring, which I think is possible as long as we stay out of the penalty box. So you can see, you know, the Blues right there, number two in power play goals across the league, uh, according to Jay Fresh here. Uh, so it's uh, that's that's your main goal. You stay out of the penalty box. We're, we're neck and neck, at least, for putting goals in the back of the net. And what did we talk about? We're better than them at limiting five-on-five five chances. So there's your win. That's how you find it. Stay out of the penalty box and just try and eke one out. You know, keep it close. Win by a goal, either in overtime or get one near the end of the game. Just keep it close in the third period. You can beat the St. Louis Blues. It would just be silly for us to look at this team and say, clearly, we're going to beat the St. Louis Blues. There is a, vic- a victory to be found in these numbers here, but it's very tough to come by. Um, I want yeah, to. I mean, I think uh, the Red Wings have definitely been opportunistic. They've definitely kind of um, really embraced 
and felt the energy from playing at home, right? We I think we talked about the splits um, our last live episode, um, that home record being 9-3-2. and two. That's really good. And then on the road, not so much, 4-7-1. Um, yeah. And we are going to be playing St. Louis on the road. Um, and they're not going to be exhausted like last time we played them. Um, so just, it doesn't bode well. And I, I don't think I would put a lot of, I, I wouldn't put a penny on the Red Wings winning that game. It's it's a tough, tough matchup. Um, and I, I think that St. Louis probably has this one circled. Now, performance artists go and loss in St. Louis. And then the very next night, Mike, we got back-to-backs before, uh, and then we'll, we'll have a little break. Uh, actually, no games till Tuesday. But Thursday and Friday, back-to-back, we go into Colorado Performance arts picking a win, Mike. I gotta say, I, I still looking at. I mean, we, we take a look at we took a look at St. Louis a second ago. You you, you look at Colorado and their offense. Um, we already knew that it was high powered, but taking a look at the statistics, I mean, clearly this is this is a team that that has the ability to score in bunches. Um, I mean, the finishing they're third in the league, power play tenth in the league. Um, you know, we don't. The Red Wings are are bottom half of the league and everything, if not bottom third uh, for all these statistics. Uh, so when, when we're just bringing up uh, mostly uh, our opponent's numbers, that's, there you go, folks. That's Red Wings are bottom half or bottom third of the league for everything. Uh, but Colorado uh, doing well on the offensive side. It's um, it's goaltending and uh, what they're giving up from a five-on-five perspective that, that's hurting them. And uh, their, their penalty kill just as stanky as ours. So they can outscore you, Mike. But uh, that's that's the game, right? Is Colorado going to be able to look at this and know that uh, even if the Red Wings hmm. start putting in goals, that they'll be able to outscore them probably still by a couple? But uh, or, or is this just that opportunity for Colorado's goaltending to kind of get their feet underneath them? And I sound super negative right now, but we're still talking about a team that is – Injury depleted, and when we were a full roster, we were predicting a bottom ten finish. So, yeah, I, ah! I don't because I think you, I think you just want to be careful. Like we're not trying to be. I don't think we're trying to overtly be negative. It's just um, right. Basically, I, the like Red I, Wings have kind of given us, you know, what they're going to do over the course of the season. They're they're a streaky team. And those streaks are dependent on where they are playing geographically. Um, and the goal so they're going to be goaltending for sure. Um, but yeah, we're going to be on the road, Colorado. Woo! At home, they're seven, two, and one. Uh, pretty, pretty outstanding record there. And uh, again, uh, we know how tough it is for this Red Wing team to score outside of the first line. And Colorado, uh, plus sixteen. Um, you know they've they've played twenty two games and. Woo, they're already uh, lighting up that stat sheet. Um, so it's it's a it's a tough matchup for us because it's it looks like one where you'd have to um, you know probably score four or five goals to win, and uh, it's it's tough for us to do, especially on the road. Yeah, and I, I'd say like when you look at that, uh, you know, we were just taking a look at St. Louis's uh, statistics and comparing them to the Red Wings, and like I said, there's there's a win to be found there, no doubt. It, that's, it, it, I mean, I think any game, every given night, uh, the Red Wings are going to have an opportunity if they continue to play that scrappy style. Um, but I, I, I just, I, I struggle to look at these games and see that there, there's a lot of potential for for offense uh, coming at us, and not so much that we're going to be able to put on the board. 
And it just kind of looks like, you know, we're, we are going to be playing that game of hoping that Ned can keep, um, can keep Colorado off the scoreboard. And yeah, I mean, if, it's... if we take these games, if we sweep St. Louis and Colorado on the road, um, I think at that point that, that would be, that would be something to make me think, oh, maybe Lucas Raymond won't win the Calder. Uh, because it's going to go to Nedeljkovic because, oh my God, <laughs> he is Dominic Hasek all of a sudden. Well, I want to, I want to jump on a couple of points here. Um, oh yeah. The comments touch, coming in. Yeah. Bad touch throughout there. Uh, he thinks uh, Zadina needs confidence from his coach and uh, Crimson Shadow throughout there. If he puts Zadina on the first line, does he improve or stay the same? Um, I think both of those those ideas actually work together. I think you put him on the first line to show him that you do believe in him. And I, I, I do think you'd see his numbers improve, or at least let's give it a shot at some point and see if it does actually make a difference. Uh, because we've been talking about it all season that Zadina's um, deep cut analytics tell a story of a guy who gets, he's either making plays or making room for himself to get good shots on net uh and it, it's just one of those things like for whatever reason Zadina's the only guy uh who who I think so is playing consistently good this season yeah. again from an effort standpoint not not from an actual production standpoint right effort, uh, he's, uh, he's good chances yeah right yeah he's he's putting up the chances and he's not getting that shot to play with uh to play with Larkin and Raymond and I I would give him that shot, no problem. I, I wish I knew what was going on in, uh, you know, behind closed doors, what the coaches are talking about, what, uh, yeah. you know, if Steve Eiserman gets a chance to talk with Blashley. I know Steve said in the chan- uh, in, in the past that when it comes to filling out this roster, when it comes to a lineup, he doesn't touch it. It's what Jeff wants because he's the coach. But there's kind of throw out right? Can I throw out one devil's advocate theory here? Yeah. Do you think it's maybe that, I know that Zadina doesn't have, you know, the goals um, that we would like. And we've read so many interviews of, you know, Blaschel saying, you know, I, I don't care if he scores. I want him to make smart hockey plays. And I know he makes smart hockey plays. So I'm, I'm okay with what he's doing out there. He puts all that extra pressure on himself to score goals. And I think that kind of partially slows him down because he's so focused on that. But I'm happy if he's making good defensive plays. You know, he's getting rushes going. He's on the forecheck. He, you know, I, I think he's... I think he's doing fine. I think all the extra pressure he puts on himself is what's holding him back. So I'm wondering if Do you relieve that pressure. Yeah. No, I'm wondering if um, like if you move Zadina up on a Bertuzzi out night, do you think that Blaschel's just that concerned that his second line is just going to be a total black hole? Like, do you think he kind of sees so much value in Zadina that he's okay with him? Not scoring, but he he makes it so the second line is formidable. Yeah, and from uh, like a, a two way perspective, you're absolutely right. Like he he is limiting chances. He's one of the best on the team when it comes to looking at what he does when he's on the ice. You know who he's playing with obviously plays into that. But Sedina on a second line limits chances of what the other team can put on net. There's only been a few games this year where you've been able to look at Sedina's numbers and say. You know, oh, he he actually hurt the team. 
uh, in this game. He, he didn't play a good one. Um, and, and to say that it's only been a few games and we're what, 25, 26 games through the season so far. Yeah. Uh, you might be onto something. We, we can't afford to put everybody on the first line. If we're saying our three best forwards, when Bertuzzi's out, when Verona's out, our, uh, our Zadina, Raymond and Larkin, how could we possibly afford to break up that second line and just hope, <laughs> just hope that the likes of, you know, Fabry and Suter and I mean, think about, we've said Mike for a very long time and, and the statistics follow along with this story. Fabry has been a problem defensively uh, since he's become a Red Wing. Certainly he puts the chances on that, but defensively he's, he's a liability. So <clears throat> Is, is that just trying to plug up a hole by having him play with? And, and clearly that would be, that, that's almost irresponsible to say, well, you're going to have Fabry on the first line because he's a defensive liability and you can't have him ruin the second line, right? Like there's got to be more variables attached to it to put all the, put, put all of those, um, I guess, to, yeah, just to reuse the word, put all those variables together to uh, come to the conclusion that Zadina has to, <laughs> has to hold down the second line. But I, I have to like it's got to be something like that because we're seeing too much offensively without the uh, the actual numbers clicking for us to not at least just give it a shot, right? It's not like we could look at Puce and be like, well, that's the guy that should be playing with Sedina. Um, and as they try and fill out the second line and Joe Valeno getting a shot, um, you know, and he's had his injury problem, so I'm not taking a dump on Valeno, but that's not the guy you look at, Sedina, who puts in. <laughs> <laughs> the efforts night in and night out to make real scoring chances. You're not going to look at Joe Valeno and go, well, that's the guy who's going to finish. Uh, I think Joe Valeno is going to end up being in the same boat at some point where we're, we're just going to be asking for the people around him to get better. And um, you're not, you're not going to find success having two guys in the same line who need better players around them for their production to kick up. <laughs> it's like, it's just, it's not going to work that way. Um, and confidence is part of it. Um, and, and they're still learning. I mean, they're all, they're all super young still. So it's, it's something to the effect of, a you know, a Dylan Larkin's gonna would do wonders, I think, uh, for Zadina, for like for, for Zadina's center to be Dylan Larkin for a couple of games. I just want to see what it looks like. And if it doesn't work, we go back, we continue to be a non Stanley cup contending team. <laughs> and we're, one game closer to the draft. I mean, just no. I'm I, joking aside. Like I, I, I say, it's it's time to give it a shot. And I, I've been somebody. Um, and by the way, if you're watching on YouTube right now, these statistics that are up are our stats through our uh, five game winning streak. But um, I've been I've been somebody that has fought for Jeff Blaschel uh, since the show started, and and most of the argument has been. This team isn't good enough to win, so don't complain that changes need to be made so that they can win, right? I mean, we just went through a five-game winning streak. I didn't see on Twitter everybody going, whoa, look at what Jeff Blaschel was able to do for this team to find, to take this, you know, bunch of... Uh, Ne'er-do-wells? Well, yeah, ne'er-do-wells, this riffraff. Uh, I was, uh, Ragtag bunch. Misfits. misfits. I, 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 yeah. I'm in the Rudolph mode. I was trying to specifically think of misfits. Uh, anyway, yeah, it's pretty selective memory. He gets right. all the blame for the losses, not a lot of credit for the wins. But to my point, I don't give two f's about wins 
But what I do care about is trying to see if Sedina really is the real deal. So put him on the first line and we can start to get some questions answered for the future because I will sacrifice wins all day long to just see if that's going to work out eventually. Uh, they tried it on the power play. Zadina's numbers absolutely cratered on the power play when he was playing with Larkin and Raymond. And you're saying to yourself, well, he's got an extra guy. Should have been just goals all around. Um, but I, I think that that just goes to, you know, maybe more consistency with um, getting those opportunities with Larkin and Raymond. Um, and, and, you know, right now you just lost. So you weren't going to make the change during a five-game winning streak, but now you lost. Sedina still played well. His numbers still look good. So do it, Jeff. Stop screwing up. You got yeah. one job to play think, 82 uh, games. That's his, that's Jeff's only job is to get through 82 games. And there's got to be more fun ways to get through 82 games than to not put Sedina on the first line. There's, uh, I guess, if we were in the, you know, one of the press conferences, I think that would be what that would be our main question. Um, why do we not get to see Zadina on the first line, you know, in five on five play? Um, I think I would like to be there for the practices to see what what is Fabry doing that gets Blashell so enamored. He gets to play next to Lucas Raymond and Dylan Larkin. I'm, I'd be fascinated to see what he's doing in those practices to make that happen. Um, I saw him take a shot earlier today in practice. Uh, if I could, I would. I would pull it up, have it queued up. He ripped one so hard, he actually drilled himself into the ice and like spun in a circle. And it just looked absolutely ridiculous. Then he's getting, you know, he's doing the old get up like a caveman, like how hockey players do. <laughs> and he's laughing. Just like good gravy. Uh, Can I ask you uh, one, one scary question? And ooh. I would definitely want the people to weigh in. This one's Halloween themed. Um, so this is our scenario when we do another, uh, when we do another, you know, maybe swing through Canada or, you know, Bertuzzi is out for a couple more games. Our dreams come true. Matt Sedina is on the first line. Who is on the second line? Um, without question, it's gotta be Puse. Um, but who is, who's, who's going to play on the wing? And if you give me Fabry, who's going to offset that lack of defense, Matt? I know I'm kind of ambushing you here at this question, but I, I just, I, I'm, I think I'm asking it because I'm, I'm defending Blaschel and that I do think it's that he trusts Sedina so much that he's like, well, at least I have my second line covered if I have Sedina out there. So I, I like the first line idea, right? To see if we can actually get him some points. But yeah, I think he just has so much faith in him to like play that two-way game strongly um, and almost carry that second line, like with being like responsible uh, for both sides of the of the ice. If you move him up, Matt, who do you dare put on that second line? Who's who's going to be almost you know in second place for ice time for the forwards? I think the Mystikov is is the right is the right name to slot in there. If you're looking for somebody that's going to be a little bit more responsible, um, if if you're saying somebody needs to clean up the messes that Robbie Fabry is going to make, then you put in you put in Mystikov. I'm going up and down the roster. Um, I see. Uh, I think Performance Arts said Ernie. Um, 
Jared's right there to miss the coffer, Ernie. I think both of those are, are good picks. Um, but I mean, you're not making that choice and you're like, all right, now we're good. Now we got, now we got a solid six top six. Like you're making that choice to like, whoo. All right. We, how many sandbags do we need to make sure this wall doesn't break? <laughs> like, and that's where, that's where Ernie comes into play, right? You get another sandbag. Like that is a big boy. Uh, Jared, the, the little, the little throw out there reminder that huge hit he threw. That was, um, yeah. I did have plans, Mike. I wanted, I wanted to do uh, all the highlights we missed. And I was going to have you pick which was your favorite. Um, and that was that that just missed the cut only because I don't have enough room. I like that <laughs> most cider sizzle reel um, in overtime. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was. My oh favorite. yeah, just watching the overtime goal. Yeah, we can do that. Well, um, is that too. is that more of a fun way to end the show after all this yeah. negativity? I'm going to call that a Tristan replay because it was a long replay and it was defense and offense that led to a, a win. I'm just shouting them out. All right. Um, do you want to play that? Do we have time to play that game? Should we run? Oh yeah, we do. All yeah. right. We so uh, we'll start with the, Oh boy, this is, this is going to be so much fun for uh, who's ever listened to the podcast. Cause we're also not going to play audio. Sick. <laughs> um all right well here here's our start i'll try uh, i'll try to react to like uh that that zgrass skull all right here we go there's that uwm ice <laughs> yeah sorry back to the line of puke suitor oh i've oh, got boy. audio oh. that. i gotta mute that uh but yeah here's our overtime go oh my god are you kidding me I'm sorry. I screwed up. Oh, man. <laughs> you, got a, you got a glimpse of the overtime goal. Let's see if I can find it. This is good podcast. Hey, Chris Jericho really would have called out the monkeys in the back, uh, screwing up the video package. <laughs> There's a reference appealing for two people. <laughs> All right. There, there it is. Did you see it? Did you blink? I, I blinked. I, I don't a, know if you're going to still pick. Is that a GIF? What is no, this? no, is this a gift? Technically, a, a highlight reel from the, the ah. Islanders games. You've got the most cider goal. All right, let's just cross this one off the list. All right, uh, <laughs> for the for the quality of the video, I'm giving it an F. <laughs> you mean the quality of me queuing up a replay? It gets an F. Yeah. <laughs> oh Jesus! There's a, a Mike Lawrence joke. He was uh, on YouTube, and uh, he was looking at uh, Dr. King's. I have a dream speech yeah. and it had like a hundred down votes, but the down votes weren't for what you'd think they were. They were about the sound and video quality. And some comments said, uh, I have a dream that we'd have better visual and audio quality back in 1966 or 1968. Oh, Jesus. So people, they're the best. Well, that makes okay. me, f- <laughs> I don't know how that makes me feel about this. Uh, this is our Lucas Raymond goal. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to lead you on in any direction on what was your favorite highlight, but this might this might be my pick. Just whipping right. it against Seattle. That's uh, yeah. I should probably give more detail for the podcast a, a, listeners. Yeah, he's between the circles. Is... A violent rip from Lucas Raymond, and then a uh, Viking-like uh, war cry of uh, of joy um, to celebrate there. That's a pretty strong highlight, man. I like that contender. It's a lot better than the the F uh, that we started the show with. All right, here we go. Matt's got it queued up. Control 
playing Boston. Mark Stahl with the game winner. Boop. A two to one win over Boston. Yeah, it was an opportunistic uh, Mark Stahl. Just uh, look what I found. One of those goals. High skill goal from Mark Stahl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, eventually, he'll, it'll come around and you'll get to see it again. There he goes. Boop. Maybe some goaltender interference from uh, Rasmussen there. Got away with it. <laughs> That's one. what it takes sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Good on him. Now, uh, this was brought up uh, earlier today. It was uh, a Zadina goal. Uh, so we've got one also against Boston. So let me cue that. There's a sh- there's a, a shooting star. You saw yeah. a Zadina goal. Wow. <laughs> While we were gone, that's right. A, uni- a unicorn riding a shooting star. Look at one of these rare moments in NHL history. <laughs> My God, that's Zadina right there. <laughs> and there's a uh, oh. shout out to Jared Shaw who uh, who mentioned the um, backhand goals that uh, Zadina is two for two so far this season. You might want to keep that. Keep that one going. Uh, he continues to roll along for him. He should yeah, exclusively back shoot backhand. Right way to go. Yeah. He should All do right. like a, a one-timers backhand. Uh, here's here's another good one. Uh, this this is why like ESPN focuses so much on our boy here, Lucas Raymond. It's uh, it's just I'm buckled are, in. I'm very excited sexy. to see. This. They're they're fun to watch. Um, yeah. All, right, All right. So here comes the highlight. Against Buffalo here in overtime. Here comes Lucky Luke. Crossing the blue line between the circles. Sizzles one in there. Woo! That was another good one. Matt, are those all the highlights? Uh, Wait, do I have one more? Should I stop it? (laughs) Should we stop doing highlights? Is that better? Yeah, that's it. Those are all the highlights I got. The other one I have is, uh, do you want to watch Trevor Ziggurus again? That was highlight of my life, uh, let alone <laughs> highlight of the NHL. Um, right, man, I got to so say you... the winner of that bunch is easily uh, the first goal that we saw from Lucas Raymond. Because in addition to scoring, I don't. I like that he doesn't, uh, he doesn't go low-key about it. He's uh, very excited to be scoring goals. And uh, I, I think his reactions are the type of thing we need to start selling this league and making people watch it besides us hockey hardcores. And diehards, uh, we need people like Lucas Raymond to lift I, the NHL and put it on his shoulders and get people watching. I do like the overtime celebration though, where he's just kind of like, "Yeah, I do that sometimes." So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, Mike, it's good to be back. Um, Jared Shaw has a request that we go back to the Ziggurus replay. Oh boy! Oh, you want to see it again? It's gone. I'm sorry. It's it's gone. Go to go to Twitter. Search Zigris. I just we didn't start the show with that puppy. We did start the show with that puppy. Yes. You know what you guys can do? Just keep rewatching the show. Get us views. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. Actually, if you could, anybody watching right now, if you had some fun, as uh, us, uh, <laughs> I don't know, figuring out what we missed uh, while we were gone for a week and a half. There, uh, give us an old like. Uh, share us with your buddies. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast right now. That uh, subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts does us the most good. Um, while we were gone, Mike, we had some incredible numbers for uh, some of our prospect stuff, and uh, really appreciate for uh, really appreciate everybody who subscribed over uh, uh, the last week and a half. It's funny we got more viewers for those episodes while we were gone uh than our live stuff but we still we love you guys thanks for coming back uh after we took our little break there performance art i missed you 
and uh, yeah, find us on, on Twitter. We're, we're back watching games. We'll be uh, live Thursday and Friday night. And then uh, we'll probably throw an episode together, I don't know, Saturday or Sunday. But we'll we'll try and keep you guys posted so you don't miss it. Um, yeah, don't forget, uh, go to our Mitchell Stevens episode. Let me know who you want us to do next. Because uh, if we pick your guy, as we did for Tristan, um, you're going to get a $25 gift card. And like I mentioned in the video, oh. if you go back and watch it, maybe that number will go up if you help us grow the show. More people means more money. That's right. Throw the show, Bo Do for yo. And while we're broke, we're still giving away twenty five dollars gift cards. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna try and do we're trying to do one uh, once a month. All right, that's uh, I've been rambling for a while, Mike. This has been one of our uh, longest episodes the last couple of months. We're back to an hour. All right, <laughs> thanks for we're going for in. two, two more hours, two ah, more just, hours. Tristan's wishing me luck with the new job. Uh, it's been tough trying to keep up with the live games, but. Uh, do it do it for you guys and luckily myself. the kids go to sleep right before hockey starts thanks kids <laughs> sometimes so i'm Except gonna miss Teddy a lot Boy. of first periods damn it i know all right all right thanks everybody have a good one did you uh do